What's good, y'all? Welcome back to the Playmakers Corner podcast. Today, we're back at it with another interview. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, man? Uh, so your name, what position you play, and where you're from. Yep. Um, I'm Corey Taha. I'm from Lyman High School. I'm a running back. Yeah. And so he is a senior, so class of 2021. And so, Corey, thank you for coming on to the show. We'll 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 talk about a lot of your accomplishments and uh, your career here in a minute here. But first things first, we ask all of our guests this. But, you know, what is your favorite sports experience or memory that you had that you actively participated in? So this is like a memory um, of you playing or something like that. And it doesn't have to be football. Um. Yeah. That's a good question. Um, mine is in football, actually. My sophomore year was the first year that um, our team made the state championship. Uh, we won three. Um, but I remember that was a really close game, and it came down to the end. And, um, like, the last two minutes, it was crazy. It was nice all game. And then, like, the last two minutes, just, the, like, snow and a blizzard came in. Um, so we were freezing. And uh, there was, like, two minutes left. I think we were ahead by six points. And, you know, uh, we were trying to get a stop on D. And... One of our defensive players got a sack right at the end of the game to seal the deal. And um, I remember like all the teammates running on the field and the fans. And um, that was just uh, one of my best memories. It was super. It was super cool. Yeah, for sure, man. That sounds like a good one. Um, no doubt. Well, might have to take a look at that game again because that sounds like a banger for sure. But all right. So uh, with that being said, then what's your favorite like sports viewing experience? So like this is more of like an experience that you had as a sports fan and once again it could be any sport Ooh, that's that one's hard uh i think i don't know a couple of years ago when the march madness tournament villanova hit that game winner yeah I, I was with a group of friends and we were all watching that together i think that's that's got to be the one that was crazy i got you yeah for sure no that's that's definitely a good one Okay. All right, then. So let's go ahead and talk about your game here and hop into some football talks. So uh, did you get a chance to check out uh, our evaluation of your game? And if so, like, what's your reaction? And um, I mean, uh, what do you think about our evaluation of your game in general? Yeah, for sure. I saw that. I mean, it's great. I think you guys hit it on the head. Um, I mean, yeah, there's not much I have to say. It was it's pretty good. <laughs> all right man appreciate that and so um i don't know if i mentioned this in the actual episode I'm, i may have i've said it off air a lot uh to my to my buddy or to a couple buddies who uh, work on the show as well but we definitely think you're one of the best backs in the state no doubt um and so i'm i'm gonna go ahead and formally apologize to you for not being able to put you on the list uh you, you know it's 1a football and whatnot and unfortunately i'm just gonna be honest we did put tristan graff ahead of you if we were to redo it again you'd definitely be up there maybe even a little bit higher so I just had to be honest there. So yeah, no, it's cool. All those all those backs on there are good. So I I had no problem with it. They're all great backs. All right, man. Sounds good then. <laughs> so um, speaking of your game and whatnot, you know, who do you model your game after? Is there like a running back or even a couple players that you know you really look at and be like, yeah, I I could be like that, or I could take aspects of their game and apply it to mine. Uh, yeah, I, I like Derrick Henry. I like trying to run after him. You know, I, I kind of see myself as a power back too, um, but also trying to get in space, really good in space. So, um, you know, Derrick Henry's my guy. 
All right, interesting. Has anybody ever told you that you kind of play a little bit like Prime Le'Veon Bell? No, I have not heard that. Really? That's kind of no. insane. I, I don't, <laughs> I don't know, man. Like just looking at your reel and whatnot, like you definitely made some really good plays in the past game as a receiver and whatnot as well. And obviously, you know, you're a tough runner and you have a good speed. So that's kind of, I guess that's kind of something that I, I would think as well. So that's interesting, man. Hmm. All right, then. Well, all that being said, then what are like two or three, in your opinion, so this is just your opinion in general, but what are two or three qualities that you know, separates you from other backs in the state. These could be like physical qualities, like uh, mental type of stuff. But what are two to three qualities that really separate you from other backs in the state, in your opinion? Uh, I think the biggest one would be versatility. I mean, mm -hmm. like you said, I I catch the ball out of the backfield a lot, but also I, I line up at like the X and the Y every once in a while or like a wing back and fullback. So um I think the coaches just put me wherever, and I think that's one of the things that I do well is being able to play all the positions. Yeah, no, for sure. And I'd have to agree. Um, you're definitely a dual threat type of back. You know, we in in the film that I looked at, at least, uh, you did line up at receiver qu quite a bit, you know, and you ran kind of a, you know, variety of running plays as well. So they really just used you wherever and relied on you and, and it kind of shows in the stats if you want to look at that i'm not like the biggest stat person but like <laughs> it's pretty obvious that you put in work day in day out and so that production is there and it shows so i'd have to definitely agree with that so all right then well moving forward or maybe you're already working on this but what is something that you are going to make a point of working on this off season leading into your next football season here on that next level uh, I think you mentioned it in your evaluation. My top speed, well, I have been improved on that. I think I, the last time I updated my huddle was sophomore year, so I think I'm around a 4.6, low 4.6, 4.5-ish. Um, but I, I definitely want to get that down um, to be able to use it on the next level. Um, also, I'm trying to pack on a couple more pounds. Um, like I said, I haven't updated my huddle since sophomore year, but um, I'm around 200 now. Um, I'd like to get around 215 for the fall. Okay. All right, then. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So that's never a bad thing, honestly. You know, and like you said, you're, I mean, you mentioned this earlier, you're more of a versatile kind of player. So, you know, just having that optimal weight and height, that's always a good thing as long as you're comfortable with it. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, right, then. yeah for sure. So, you know, obviously, uh, you did have a successful career over at Lyman and we'll talk about more but I guess we'll talk about that more here in a little bit but let's uh start talking about you know you moving forward and going on to that next level right so you are committed to Colorado State as of now is that correct yep that's right all right then so uh with CSU you know what were some things that CSU or what were some things that you prioritized from uh, that program over at CSU, you know, and how did they fulfill some of those needs? Um, you know, it was kind of weird. It was like a weird recruiting year for everyone. I mean, right. I actually never, I've never been on a visit to Fort Collins. Um, I was kind of a late deal. I wasn't able to go to the camps in the spring because I was right after it got shut down. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, the biggest thing for me was like, I like, I've been to Fort Collins before. I've never been on campus, but I like the town. Um, you know, I, I was a CSU fan growing up. Um, 
my coach has had a couple connections there. So, you know, it was kind of just one of those things where it kind of just everything fell in place and that um, it was pretty easy decision. Yeah, for sure. So it was just a pretty natural fit then, huh? Yeah. Okay. So I guess backtracking a little bit here, but, you know, how has that recruiting journey been for you? We kind of already mentioned, you know, um, it's been strange, right, with COVID going on and uh, whatnot. But, you know, what are some things you wish you learned that or some stuff that you wish you knew before about recruiting uh, moving forward and just disregarding that COVID's everything. But, you know, what, what are some things that you kind of wish you knew about recruiting and that whole journey? Like it's never too early to start reaching out to coaches. Um, I know I waited until like the start of my junior year, end of sophomore year. Um, mm-hmm. And I wish I would have started like contacting, sending emails, um, calling coaches earlier just to get that exposure. Um, and also going to camps like as many as you can. I've all, I only went to I think I went to a Kansas State camp and that was the only one I've been to. Um, but it would have been nice because you, you know you get to meet all the coaches there and you get to perform in front of them. So um, I wish I would have known that sooner that you can just like go to camps like whenever, start as early as your freshman year and whatnot. Yeah. So like being a little bit more assertive is what what you're saying here essentially. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. And I I totally get that. I mean, um, you know, obviously when you're a kid, you don't know to do all that stuff. You're just trying to play ball. And honestly, you did exactly that while at Lyman. So let's talk about your high school career here in a little bit. So for those of you, I guess the listeners out there that don't know, Corey, you put up insane numbers year by year. I'm pretty sure you were a three-year starter or a three-year player on that varsity level, and you put up a lot of numbers in the rushing and receiving game. And like you said earlier, y'all did win three straight uh, state titles. And so, you know, I kind of just want to ask you about that more. You know, like, uh, first things first, you grew up in Lyman. Is that correct? I believe I saw that in an article somewhere. Yeah, I grew up here. Okay, so how was that like, you know, growing up in Lyman, seeing them, obviously they're a very successful football program here in Colorado, and seeing them win three, and then you going out and kind of returning the favor and giving back to the community and giving them three more championships. Like, how how has that whole journey been? And, you know, I, I guess how how do you feel all together now that all that is said and done and it's over? Um, well, at least your football career over there is over as of right now. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's pretty special. I grew up, I think we moved here when I was two years old. So, mm-hmm. I mean, practically my entire life. And, you know, we'd go to the high school games. That's what you do on Friday night. Everybody in the community, they go to the they go to the high school football games on Friday. I mean, we have, we have a great turnout for all the games. I mean, the community sport is um, unreal. So, I mean, it's special to be, like, grow up through elementary school playing for Lyman, middle school playing for Lyman, and then of course high school. And um, it's super cool to see like the community grow with you. Um, right. Like, I don't know, there's a lot of families who support you like from the time you're a little kid all the way up till you graduate. So, I mean, it's just a little thing I can give back uh, to the community is these three state championships. Yeah, no, for sure, man. And it'll go down in uh, just Colorado football history in general. Um, and it'll be it'll be really important. Your name will be right up there for sure. So there's no doubt about that. You're a champ. But, you know, from your perspective, or I guess, you know, from a champ's perspective, you know, looking back, 
if you were to give yourself some advice about the game about like high school or even you could think it about this way as well you know we do have a lot of young viewers out there who want to be state champs someday and want to you know be as successful as you have been throughout this career because let's just be completely honest here man like you've had um almost the full package <laughs> of, of, of most high school football careers you know you've you put in a lot of work you have your highlights you obviously look like you're having fun out there you won a lot you know and so you know what's some advice you'd give aspiring young athletes looking to you know follow in your footsteps and do some of the things that you did in high school um probably just never sell yourself short i mean if you want it you can go get it like there's nothing stopping you from you know I think we have we have a small team, but we have like 35 guys. I think all 35 show up to morning weights. We lift at like 5:30 every morning, mm-hmm. and in the summers. And then, you know, we do a lot of stuff outside um, of just practice too um, to improve our game. So, I mean, I think the biggest thing is just work hard, and you know, you can do it. Yeah. No, for sure. All right then, man. So this is kind of more along the lines of like uh still giving advice to those younger athletes but you know obviously if you're a young athlete if you're a young kiddo you want to play college ball you want to play nfl ball you want to do all that great stuff um but you got you know if you're a young and then you got obviously a long road ahead long road ahead of you so you know what would your advice be to some of these high school athletes looking to the next level you know what what are some things that you'd advise some of these kiddos who want to play uh college or nfl or pro yeah i mean i wouldn't stress so much about the future um i know for me i kind of you know just stayed in the moment played high school ball i tried to do my best there um i worked hard and i tried to be good at what i was doing right now and then all the other things will fall in place after that um you know for me i um well yeah i guess that's it (laughs) well that's that's really good advice though because we have asked this to other players and this is no offense to them you know they give some good advice but i think staying in that moment um you're the first one who's brought that up but just staying in the moment you know and enjoying the game and working hard and all that it goes a long way because these are memories that i mean (laughs) you'll look back at fondly years from now but in the moment, sometimes you you take it for granted. And so those are definitely things that you got to keep in mind just when playing in ball in general, you know. So I, I like yeah. that. I actually like that a lot. So all right then. Well, let's go ahead and transition back to your future here as we wrap up. So what are some, I guess, outlooks or goals you have for college ball? This could be academic goals, athletic goals, or um, career goals. Um, yeah, so I mean – in general, I'm looking forward to being able to prove myself. Um, you know, I'm just a walk-on, so right. I'm one of my goals is to earn a scholarship, of course. But uh, you know, I want to prove that I can play on the next level. You know, I you said you said it well. Um, I am from 1A, so it's going to be a big jump from that to Division One. But um, you know, football is football, and I'm looking forward to seeing how my game will translate. Yeah, for sure. I I like that. I like that you said football is football because. I've always been a firm believer, you know, if if you're a baller, it doesn't matter what level you're at, you're going to make it happen either way, yep. you know, and so obviously I do wish the best of luck to you moving forward there because that'll be, yeah, that'll be exciting you. to see you make it. So, 
So yeah, but all right. So as we're wrapping up here, is there anybody in particular who you'd like to mention who's been important to your academic or athletic career who you'd like to thank on the show? This could be like friends, families, coaches, fellow players, either one. Take as long as you want as well if uh, if you want to go that way or as short as you want. Yeah, I mean, of course, I want to thank all my coaches. Um, they've been with me since freshman year, you know, pushing me hard. Um, just not not even just inside of football, you know. They they help outside of football. They're a support system. They're like my father's outside of, like, my family. So mm-hmm. um, I want to thank them. And then my teammates, too. I couldn't have done the things I did in high school without them. Um, you know, they kind of took some of the load off and let me let me shine a little bit. Um, sometimes and I did the same for them so um, it's great to have them around yeah no for sure so are there any lasting quotes or thoughts you'd like to share before you wrap up here no I think I think I'm good all right sounds good man so all right man so best of luck on that next level you know uh, CSU definitely got a whole good amount of uh, talent over there but you know adding you in my opinion is definitely a steal I think just throwing this out there, you know, like you, you're an athlete, right? You have some good speed. You're definitely more powerful than you look, I would say. And that's no offense at all. Cause like you'll, I mean, you'll blow up a bunch of dudes as a blocker as well. Um, you could catch, you made some spectacular catches, which is insane. And so honestly, I find it hard to believe they won't find a spot for you somewhere over at CSU, whether that's running back receiver or wherever. So, uh, definitely wish you the best of luck. And, you know, we look forward to actually watching some games, hopefully when things get going and, uh, yeah, see you do sure. your thing up there. So, so thank you for coming on to the show, man. Yeah. Thank you much. Yeah. Appreciate sure. it. Of course. So that'll wrap up this episode of the Playmakers Corner Podcast. Make sure to follow us on all of our social medias. That's TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter uh, as well. And then remember, if you want to request a player, uh, a lot of people requested Corey here for almost two months. So it is a little bit overdue, not going to lie. But if you do want to request a player here, then, you know, make sure you leave their name, what position they play and, you know, where they're from. So there you go. What's good, y'all? Welcome back to the Playmakers Corner Podcast. My name is Simon Villanos, and I'm joined here with Cody Stoffer. And today we're back at it with another interview. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, man, where you're from, uh, who you play football for, and who you did play football for? Uh, my name is Elijah Graham. I'm from Federway, Washington. I was actually born here in Littleton, Colorado, and then immediately moved to Federway, Washington. Uh, I play at Cherokee Trail High School, or played and then I transferred in from Federal High School uh, in July is when I moved here. Gotcha. Well, welcome on to the show, man. We're uh, happy to have you. So, Thanks. Yeah, of course. So we're going to jump into some, I guess, introduction type of questions here. We ask all of our guests this, but, you know, um, what is your favorite sports experience or memory that you have that you actively participated in? So this is like a memory of you, like, playing a sport. It could be football or it could be any other sport, but what's your favorite sports memory here? All right, I have a few I can run through really quick. It's, like, it's hard to choose out of the these three. It's all good. Uh, my, my first one was in Little League when I was 11. We won our Little League championship for our city. Then my my second 
is Little League All-Stars. When I was 12, we got third in state. And then my first was junior year when I had three picks in a single game. And then my uh, my friend Jatavius and Corey, Corey Quinton, when he did the request on, they had yeah. the winning touchdown connection. Actually, the 40-yarder you mentioned in his uh, podcast when we were talking about him. So cool. those are my favorite sports moments. Just sharing with friends, like just being there with my teammates, it was fun. Yeah, for sure, man. No, I totally get that. That's really interesting. All right, then. Well, uh, we assume you're some sort of sports fan here, you know. So, you know, what's your favorite, yeah. I guess, sport viewing experience? This might be a game that you saw in person or something you saw on TV. Mm. Favorite sports viewing? Probably the NFC Championship against the 49ers in 2013. I guess it would have been Ooh. 2014. 2013 regular season uh when richard sherman tipped the ball to malcolm smith in the end zone yeah off against green bay in the nfc championship yeah for sure the best sports viewing moments i've had all right i gotcha all right man are you a seahawks fan uh by any chance oh i'm a huge seahawks fan i'm a huge yeah, okay. <laughs> Cody's hurt over here because he a Broncos fan and he, uh, he ain't never go forget that whooping y'all gave him in the Super Bowl. That's rent free in this I'm game. never gonna forget that either. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, that's good. So we're gonna I'm gonna go ahead and pass it off to Cody because he actually did your film breakdown. I still watch your film too as well, but I probably have to agree with a lot of the things Cody would say. So Cody, why don't you go ahead and take it away? And I feel like every other interview that Broncos Super Bowl comes up and I have to just grit my teeth. But uh, no, I'll just play with you, man. But, um, you know, I appreciate you reaching out, by the way. And Elijah's been a huge supporter for the podcast, you know, sent in that Corey Quinn request as well as his own film. So I appreciate you reaching out to us. And I had a blast watching your film, especially, you know, your senior junior year combination film. That is just like relentless highlights and interceptions. So <laughs> Kind of talking about your game a little bit. And I know that, you know, every single player wants to be, like, their own player. Like, you are Elijah Graham. But Mm -hmm. is there anyone at, like, the college or professional level who you've modeled your game after, like, growing up or even now at the defensive back position? Well, I actually, Richard Sherman, because I played corner, like, in sevens and stuff, like, till sophomore year. Uh, seven on seven. I just started playing safety junior year, so I kind of had to pick that up, and I picked it up pretty well. I feel like so. Richard Sherman, because he liked to take the ball away. I thought that was really cool. His ball skills were good. Um, you could talk a lot of trash when you pick the ball off. Um, I never really did it unless someone says something to me. Like I'm not normally someone that does that, but like I just liked his game, so that's probably someone I tried to model my game after. Being smart, he has a high IQ, so. Uh, yeah, I watch a lot of film on NFL players and the opposing teams I'm going to be playing. So his ball skills and IQ is probably so much I to model after for my game. Yeah, that's a great example. And you know, you don't you don't go to Stanford being a slouch in the mental game at all. So and he carried that over to NFL really well. And you know, living in Seattle, he's right there, and he just so happened yeah. to be the best in the league at the time. So that's a pretty easy one to model the game after for sure. So I guess um, you had a chance to listen to the episode and listen to your breakdown. What was kind of your reaction to my evaluation of your game? Um, 
we talked about it a little bit on DMs, but, you know, go ahead and share with everybody else kind of how you felt and what you liked, maybe what you even didn't like too much. Uh, there was nothing that I didn't like because, like, some of the things, like, being more aggressive in the run support, like, coming up and being more aggressive is, like, something I've had to work on a lot because, like, I didn't really play football. Like, baseball is my primary sport, like, as a younger kid, so I never played Little League. I never really got, like the experience of tackling like that. So kind of had to really take practice tackling drills seriously. Like, and, and this year, cause junior year, like I was oh, not very good at tackling actually. But uh, senior year, I really worked on just making secure tackles so that I could work on uh, being more aggressive. Like once I know how to secure a tackle and not get my ankles broken by a defender. Um, so yeah, that's something on the film breakdown that I, I already knew and like I'm good at taking criticism because I know I'm a good player but like the criticism will help me get better or not criticism critiquing I call it more it was mm-hmm. but I liked how I got recognition for my uh, past defense because that's something I really pride myself on I uh, work hard on being able to play man coverage and press and off coverage uh, I work on baiting zones like the seam routes, because that's something that's pretty easy, uh, I feel like, for me to do, because my makeup speed is pretty good, and they also have two high uh, defenders in each third, the middle and the whichever uh, sideline is on. <clears throat> uh, and I can also get uh, to the flats very well, too, because I feel like I'm pretty fast, and I'm just good at reading things that are happening. Yeah, and I think that this is a great transition into my next question. You even addressed some things, but I was going to say, in your opinion, um, what are two to three qualities that separate you from other DBs, whether it's in Colorado or even in Washington, too? Because you played in both areas, and you know you already kind of talked about your speed and IQ, and if you want to rehash those things or add on some new things, go for it. Yeah, I think my uh, IQ is definitely something that uh, separates me because I could see certain things coming before they happen. And I normally just trust my instinct and just go after that. Um, like, cause I watch the plays on film. I'll watch film like all the way through, like whatever games I send a couple of times for each game, just cause it's interesting to me just watching stuff like that. And then my ball skills is something that I feel like separate me. Like there's been some where like, I have in, like, maybe get tipped out by a receiver or I run to another DB. But, I mean, I still broke the pass up. I think you hit you hit it pretty well. The same ball skills aren't just catching the ball necessarily, but being able to rip it out or punch it out. So I pride myself on that, um, not allowing receivers to catch the ball. I feel like I have a lot of pretty low completion percentage in my career in high school. And then the third thing is being able to bait things and just – with the, it's with the IQ really too, like bait things because <clears throat> I know what's coming before it like actually happens, and just seeing like being able to adjust like mid game if they're not coming in with what they've been doing games before because teams can switch their game plans up and what they do. Some teams are versatile like that, so being able to switch as they switch their game in the middle of the game. So like first half they might be doing different stuff than the second half. I'll come out and be able to adjust to whatever they've been doing. So I think that separates me from other players. And that's a great trait heading into college ball for sure, you know, where 
the, the game speeds a lot faster. So if you already have a good feel for the instincts and the strategy of the game, you know, that'll make it easier. But we'll talk mm-hmm. about uh, your your college and your future here in a little bit. I'm going to pass it back to Simon, who has some questions and kind of going to ask you what it's like compared a little bit of Washington football to Colorado football and the like of that. So, Simon, whenever you're ready. Yeah, for sure. So uh, we wanted to hear a little bit more about, I guess, your transfer slash moving story, you know. Uh, so we want to, you know, really know your story, right? How, I guess, different it was moving from Washington to Colorado. Well, first things first, I if it's not too personal, but uh, if we may ask, how come uh, y'all moved from Washington back to Colorado? I know you did say you are originally from Littleton, but uh, I just wanted to ask you that real quick. Um, well, honestly, football was, high school football was going to happen in Colorado, like, before I moved out, like, it was just planned to happen at its regular start date, and mm-hmm. Washington pushed it back to spring, and, like, for recruiting purposes, like, because I felt, I wanted to play at the next level, and I felt I could play at a D1 level myself, so I felt if I played in spring, like, the rosters would be pretty full by then, on, right? on D1 rosters especially. So I moved out here because they're supposed to still have um, football in the fall, which they did end up having. It It was a shorter season, but they ended up having it. So that was a big decision. Like they wanted to, my mom and sister wanted to move out like when I graduated, regardless. So this just like pushed it up a little sooner. So I went out in July, just me, and I lived with my uncle, and then my mom and sister just moved out in January when I came back from visiting for winter break. Okay, I got you, man. All right, well then that makes that makes a lot more sense here then um not gonna lie for a minute there i almost forgot that washington uh was one of the first ones to cancel their season so that's probably why it slipped my mind but no i mean i i totally get that and we understand that as well especially because it is your senior year so it definitely means uh quite a bit but you know with that being said how has i guess moving you know, and having to transition and all of that, how has that affected, I guess, your ball playing uh, this last season and whatnot? Because altogether, you know, COVID in general obviously affected a lot of people's seasons and the way they played because that just meant less prep time. Well, maybe not less prep time for some athletes individually, but less prep time for teams and, you know, getting to know each other, especially like chemistry. That's always a big issue and whatnot. But I guess how has COVID and all that and moving affected uh, football for you? Actually, the COVID that that probably affected it a lot because um, seniors from the in college they get it well everyone gets another year eligibility in college so the seniors are most likely staying unless they're going to be obvious draft picks and they know they're getting drafted so they're staying so rosters are pretty full from that and then not being able to have like a full season like i would have been in washington still which means there would have been no like transfer restrictions or anything so i would have been able to play as many games as we would have played regardless there and I feel like that team was pretty good. We could have went pretty far. I mean, Cherokee Trail is pretty good. But like if I did end up coming here, which I don't see why I would have, but I feel like definitely would have had more film and just play with my friends I grew up with in Seattle and Federway area. And then the move to Colorado, how it affected my ball. It really, I think it helped me actually, if anything, because as soon as I got here, I was just trying to adjust to the. Uh, altitude yeah. so I was working out a lot 
and going on, you know, going on the bikes and just running around my apartment complex with my, where my uncle lived and just doing, basically working out a lot and watching a lot of film study stuff. Um, before I moved out here, I thought I was going to go to Eagle Crest. So I looked at their roster, reached out to Shayo Adipo. And then um, he got me onto this trainer, Coach Thomas, Greg Thomas. He's a great trainer. Um, so I started training with him. So that kind of helped me occupy some time because I didn't really know anyone yet. So I got to train there, meet some people. And I played. We trained. The training was with some pretty high-class guys in Colorado. Caden Dudley, yeah. Anthony Costanzo, Langston Williams, a lot, a lot of guys like that. Luke McAllister. It was some great guys. So I got to play with the best talent in Colorado really um there before I actually got into the season so I kind of got to see what Colorado had to offer so that definitely helped me get prepared okay I got you well first things first before we move on I like that you did reach out because I think that's something that a lot of kiddos when they move or um when they're just put in a new situation they kind of fail to do they fail to be a little bit more assertive you know and you know that's good that you did that because it did give you a lot more experience so you weren't just like a fish out of the water and so that's that's good you know that's that's something that a lot of college coaches are looking for and you know it sets you apart from others so just wanted to throw that out there you know just so you know but that being said, so you did move here from Washington to Colorado. Um, look, I get, I get adjusting to the altitude and all that. I myself, I moved from Texas to Colorado, and so obviously there are differences in levels of play, football-wise. But that altitude, 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 it sucks. <laughs> yeah. uh, if I'm being honest with you, because you know how it is. You got all your athleticism. You could still run. You got your hops. You, strength all that great stuff but then you just feel like you're getting held back by something dumb so yeah i i get it i get it for sure but with that being said you know how does and feel free to be as honest as possible but how does washington football uh compare to colorado football obviously we know it was a covid year and you know maybe you didn't get as much as experience as you would um any other year but you know could you tell us how it was different or the same or you know in your opinion or even if you want to say this as well you don't have to but you know which which state has better high school football well washington has better high school football (laughs) i think that's because like football i feel like it's taken a little more seriously like on a with more more kids like it's more of a primary sport for kids in Washington than it is here and I feel like uh just like we have we have uh training for seven on seven and uh 5v5 for linemen at places like air and FSP and those are like top tier programs in the country for seven on seven and they have some great trainers like professional trainers people that played in the pros and stuff like that so I think that definitely helps like the top tier guys be even more top tier like on a national level and then, like, they're kind of similar, though, because there's a lot of under-recruited guys in both states. Like, there's some guys out here that are great, like Jackson Muma. I listened to some of your podcasts with the, and the Playmakers for 21. Jackson Muma, I don't know how he doesn't have a D1 offer, so. Yeah. There's a lot of talent in both states that go very unnoticed. Corey Quinn, I feel like. There's a he's been doing the stuff that he did in his junior film. He did the same stuff sophomore year, so mm-hmm. and he's actually he's small, but he's got some like center of gravity that he's hard to take down. 
I've seen it myself. Like maybe in this film, like certain things not shown, but there's a lot of players like that, like out here and out there, like where you see size, like they're smaller, but they can. I feel like he could play definitely at least at the FCS level, or maybe even FBS. Yeah. He's he got me as good as I am with guarding slots because he's so quick and fast. <clears throat> That's who I went against uh, at the field probably two years. Like once I transferred into Federal Way, my sophomore year, like that's who I was going against for two years before I came out here. So right. really helped my development. And I wasn't a very good sophomore year, so he, him and my other friends worked with me because that was my transition into taking football seriously. Yeah, no, for sure, man. I totally get that. Um, he's definitely a talent. And, you know, for the record, I'd probably have to say that Washington football is definitely better than Colorado football, you know. Um, and I could say that because I'm yeah, from I the state with the best. <laughs> Sam Heward, I went against, like, his whole receiving core. Like, I don't know yeah. if you know. They have a bunch of – they have three and four-star receivers. Uh, their line is huge. I actually picked Sam off in the playoffs my junior year. Um, I Goal on the goal line. I don't know if yeah. you know, but those were the receivers ran across, and me in the corner switched. Ooh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. I'm familiar with a couple of them, actually. Um, I probably know – this isn't a slight to Cody at all, but I probably know, like, nationally high school football programs and hotspots a little bit better just because mm-hmm. I've been uh, ha- keeping my eye out on that. So, no, I, I for sure get that, for sure. So, alrighty then. Well, um, all that being said, you know, we kind of talked a little bit about your game. I'd probably say, you know, I'd have to agree with a lot of the things Cody said here. I guess one other thing is that, you know, you could you could kind of tell that uh, you were thrown in there, and it was kind of a COVID year because there are definitely a couple times where I feel like there are some plays that you were right there and you. You probably could have made it if you just flipped your hips or, you know, if you were just a second quicker with it. Um, but you still broke up the pass, like you said. And so, in my opinion, I think there were probably a couple of turnovers that you left on the field. But that's never a bad thing because at the end of the day, it's not like you allowed a pass. You still stopped it, you know. It's just not a turnover. And so, that's probably something um i mean i would say you could probably improve on it but to be honest you know just adjusting to your team and like everything going on like it (laughs) it's a lot you know and i understand that and i want to acknowledge that and so i think in a program where you have a little bit more stability and you don't have as much on your i guess as much on your mind or as much on your plate between moving and getting all this stuff done you'll be able to settle in a little bit more and really hit your uh you know, hit your rhythm a little bit better like you would back in Washington. So just wanted to throw that out there. Playing with um, the corners and defensive backs, I can't. I played at my new school. Like they had like some of the they had the physical abilities, but like they didn't have as much mental um, uh, IQ of the game as much of a mental IQ of the game as some of the guys I played with in uh, Federal Way. Because mm-hmm. I had to take McGee. He's going to San Diego State. Uh, my uh, the other corner, Ronald Davis, he's going to Eastern Washington. Um, Damani Nelson is one of my friends who passed away, but he was a three-star. He was about to get his first D1 offer. He was our nickel. So, and then Corey Quinn, he was he just has a good IQ. <clears throat> IQ, he played quarterback. So, right. Like those guys were like higher level, so it was a little easier to play, honestly. 
Yeah, no, for sure. And I, I get that. Like I said, I moved from Texas to Colorado, and there's definitely a little bit of a gap communication-wise and scheme-wise, uh, you know, moving and whatnot, just because, you know, it not going to lie. It definitely helps that you have other guys who could help carry you as well, and you don't have to do as much or worry about as much. So it happens, you know. That's yeah. just natural things that would happen whenever you're making that transition. So understandable but with that being said you know what are some things that you are going to make a point of working on this offseason or that you've already made a point of working on this offseason something that i've made a point of working on this offseason is just working on like my off man coverage because like primarily i'd play like press man because like i'm good off the line i'm physical i can move with them like when they're trying to release left or right i don't fall for their fakes very uh easily so I've been working on playing off coverage, like leverage to one side or the other, and then being able to break to the side where I'm not giving my leverage and making plays on the ball or the receiver, like being more physical with that, ripping it out, punching it out, whatever I got to do. And double moves, I'm working on double moves. Well. I'm pretty good at that already, but that's something that uh, receivers only get better with at the next level. So that's something I've definitely been working on. Yeah, no, for sure. All right, then. Well, that being said, you know, we kind of talked about your present and your game here a little bit more. Let's talk about your future. So, Cody, why don't you go ahead and, uh, you know, ask Elijah about his future and all that stuff moving forward. Yeah, so kind of moving to the future and talking about going back to football. Um, Just how has the recruiting journey been for you? And then what are some things that you wish you knew about recruiting uh, before being in the process. So, I mean, like you obviously said, COVID threw a huge wrench in it. And then you had a shortened season because of the transfer process and COVID already. And, you know, I definitely think that if you had more film your senior year that, you know, you would have had scholarships at the D1 level. So, and I'm pretty sure I vocalized that in the breakdown, but. Um, Some things I wish I knew before um like earlier on recruiting was running track like i feel like if i could have got some track times in there for maybe 100 meters or something that could have helped because i've seen some guys that i feel like on the field i'm definitely better than but they have they're really fast and have track times like those are official times that you have and you can see that's where your real speed shows and i was actually going to do that junior year at federal way but then covid hit and then I just kind of was like, man, or I couldn't do it obviously anyways, but like I was, it was upsetting that I couldn't do that. So I was kind of like, man, I wish I would have done this like sophomore year. I also played baseball sophomore year. That's the reason I didn't do track. So yeah, I wish I would have done that sooner. Um, I wish I would have started literally like I did. I played in fifth grade, but I never got in the game. I was a defensive end and I was not big at all. So that was the only year I played. I didn't like football after that for a couple of years. So I wish I would have played like all of Little League and gotten like more experience like with tackling and stuff like that. Because then I feel like I definitely would have been uh, recruited higher. And I wish I would have been training. And just like if I would have known football would be my primary sport, I would have been training for it. Like how I trained for baseball because I did like select teams and stuff, travel teams like that. Mm-hmm. So. I wish I would have done that for football because um, I when I started, I was pretty bad. Um, but then, like, in one offseason, like, my friends just worked with me. I, I wanted to work hard. I wanted to be good. So then 
I got pretty good in one off season, so I feel like but it definitely started a lot earlier, I could have been even better. Yeah. And that's something that just comes with it, but you know, like we've talked about your athleticism and speed and also playing other sports a little bit helps to a degree, you know. At least you weren't like completely uh pl- <laughs> from one place to another, you know. You, there there are some transferable skills, but yeah, starting earlier I've- always helps and yeah, but you know, like you said, fifth grade, you said you played DN, didn't play too much or too small. Like, obviously, your younger experiences also impact your later experiences. So, just pointing that out to our younger listeners that, like, just because you have like a bad early experience of a sport doesn't mean that the sport's evil forever, you know? So, uh, you could be like Elijah here who played football in fifth grade and is now looking to walk on at CSU, correct? And you just recently announced that actually. So congratulations on that commitment. And that actually takes me to this next question here. What are some things that you prioritize from a uh, school or a program and how does CSU fulfill those needs? Um, what I saw from CSU was like, it's in Fort Collins. And like, I was talking to, I've talked to people like just about, cause I don't know too, I didn't know too much about it coming in. But I just know their stadium is nice and their facilities look really nice and the campus overall looks beautiful. Uh, but I get to stay with my family, my like close to my mom and sister, and like I have a lot of uncles out here and an aunt, so I get to stay pretty close to them. And then I heard like the Fort Collins is like like the fan base is really good. Uh, they really support CSU. I've actually had like some CSU like fan page or like just fans of CSU alumni like follow me and stuff I don't know it just seems it feels pretty cool just like seeing how the hometown really backs their their uh, college football team so I really feel like, like I can make it at home and seeing how the alumni still even like care about it and like really back up their team like just like that's something I can do like if, once I graduate and stuff like that Absolutely. And yeah, that brand new stadium, UNC, which is uh, Simon and I's alma mater, was supposed to start off the whole Ed McCaffrey era this past fall there. But, you know, COVID pushed everything around, reshuffled it. But it is a pretty nice stadium. So that is something That's to consider. I was trying to originally go there, but none of the coaches hit me back. So And CSU did. So that's that was going to be my first choice because it was a little smaller, but still D1. Well, Simon and I do have question marks for the Bears recruiting oh. class that we've vocalized quite a few times, so yeah, I'm that's not a surprised. big miss. I'm going to be <laughs> honest with you. That's a, we could say it because we're not affiliated with Northern Colorado, and we already got our degrees, but that's kind of a big miss. I'm going to be honest with you, and yeah. you're not the you're not you're not the first one. You've you've had a couple of big misses, so that's that's a shame. We would have loved to watch you over at Northern Colorado, to be honest with you. We'd love to have more reasons to root for the Bears, but we might just have to root for the Rams next time they play. But anyways, um, (laughs) talking about outlook here, uh, your high school football career is over, and now you're committed to CSU. What are some of your goals for CSU? I'd assume probably something along the lines of maybe getting like a scholarship of some kind eventually or getting some playing time, but uh, what is your hopes for college football? College football, my hopes are... Once I get on the field and they can see me in person, actually I can't start this fall because the rosters are full with all the returners and the actual kids on scholarship, so I'll start next spring. 
so my goals basically for my first semester are to keep my grades up, like adjust to the college life, um, keep my grades up, probably get a job and work out a lot, condition a lot, train a lot. So I can be ready because I feel like once I can step on the field, like I've looked at some of their other recruits, like for the 21 class. And I feel like I'm at my position or deep defensive back. I feel like I'm like I'm definitely at that level that some of those other guys are at. So I feel I can definitely earn a spot uh, and get a lot of playing time, maybe like within my in my second year, because I just trust my own ability and. Not just like physically, but mentally, like with the game, I feel like I can really impress some coaches once I get a chance. Absolutely. It's good to have that confidence and heading in there and go and grab that spot. But of course, you have your mind right with that first semester, man. Like as as someone who, who graduated college, try and set that GPA high in that first semester when like you maybe don't have as much to do so that because it, it's hard to come back from a low yeah. GPA versus it's a lot easier to maintain a higher GPA. Yeah. Uh, Simon know, knows I, more about that as cum laude. I just barely missed, but um, you know, definitely you have your head in the right place as far as adjusting to that college life. And we talk about it basically on every episode that we usually recommend like a red shirt or something to get used to it. And you're basically being afforded that. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I like that you're taking advantage of that and you're in the right spot for it. And then, we're almost at the end here. I'm just going to ask one more and then we'll give you some time at the end to shout out anyone important to your career. But before we get to that, what is some advice you would give to high school athletes um, making their way through high school and who aspire to go to the next level? Um, all right. Uh, first, I would like to say just because you're not like some of these other guys who are getting Alabama and Clemson offers their sophomore and freshman year. And even if you're not, like, playing varsity or freshman, sophomore year, or even junior year, like, just keep working because one season, I basically played, like, one season, like, with all my games combined, like, a state championship run type season, like, basically the length of games I've played. And, like, you can show, like, a lot in one season and earn that um, earn that uh, offer or you can walk on, uh, earn the – I can't think of the word. You have the ability to play at the next the next level. You just have to believe in yourself and find people who believe in you to work with you. And you can work with them because that's what I did. I have my friends. Uh, they they make fun of me a lot. Like it's normal friend stuff. Like they make a good play on me and stuff like that. But they also worked with me a lot so that I could get better. Then we just made each other better from there. So find people like that that'll make you better and are focused on the right things. And then. Um, bet on yourself. No matter what anyone else is saying, I've had people come to my lunch table and be like, oh, what's up with all the D1 athletes? Oh, hey, Elijah. It was like stuff like that. So that kind of just motivated me to prove them wrong. Yeah, I like that chip on the shoulder, you know, and you could see it reflected just in like your attitude towards the game and towards life. And, you know, it, it's it's going to take you quite a ways as long as you let it. So Letting it be a motivator and not a demotivator is huge and having that right mentality. And, you know, a lot of guys have talked about surrounding yourself with the right, you know, teammates and stuff. Um, I know that a lot of our we, we have a couple of interviews with some of those Cherry Creek kids 
And, you know, they all had a mission. They all had a goal and it was to be good at football and to go to the next level. And that's why, you know, almost their whole roster is going at least D1 or D2. So, you know, there's there's definitely something about hanging around like minded people. We're also going to release an interview of Anthony uh, Tokini, who talks about that. So, you know, lots of good advice there. And um, yeah, there's you see plenty of one year guys who who make a difference. So I like that advice as well. So thank you for sharing all that. And um, I'll pass it to Simon here as far as, you know, uh, letting you do some shout outs and then kind of wrapping us up. Yeah. Uh, so, well, first things first, man, I think we all think you're a heck of a talent, you know, obviously you went under our radar because you, I mean, you, I think you still have that you're from federal, federal way on your huddle. And so I think that kind of tripped us up a little bit when we were doing our research and whatnot, but you definitely one of the best in the state, uh, love your mentality. And I think you're a really smart dude in general too. And those are invaluable. You know, you got some guys who, (laughs) they're they're, i'll be honest with you they're your uh stereotypical dumb jock you know they they know what they're supposed to do when outside of football and that's a problem because football doesn't last forever so that's a that's a good thing you got your mind right uh honestly we wish you all the best of luck at csu i'm really i'm really disappointed that northern colorado didn't give you anything because you probably you you'd be up there and this isn't a slight at any of those guys that we know a couple of the players and you know the talent they bring in but you definitely had a you would have had a good shot over there but you know um it is what it is i think you're in a good spot with csu i'd have to agree that there are some guys who are offered who you know you might be just as good as but at this point you just gotta continue to stay on that grind you know make the right decisions make the smart decisions um that you have been doing so forth and uh, you'll be all right so just wanted to say all that man thank you yeah of course no problem but that being said we are kind of winding this thing down here so uh are there and is there anybody that you want to give a shout out to that has been important to your academic or athletic career who'd you like to thank on the show this oh. could be like friends family coaches and then teammates you've shouted out a couple of teammates teammates as well so um but yeah go for it take as long as you want if you need to uh first i'd like to start with my mom because she really stayed on me about keeping at least a 3.0 gpa like each semester then my grandparents because they always were like we'll be proud of you for sports but we'll definitely be more proud of your grades like that's that could take you uh further in life than sports like just like because sports ends at some point in your life and then my friends Corey jatavius um ronald and damani rest in peace uh mm-hmm. them because they just worked with me especially Corey and jatavius oh Jaden mcwilliams too um that's my other friend he's a lineman going to uw um so my friend was pretty good but uh, <laughs> yeah them because they always worked with me uh they'd go to like the after school study halls with me we'd all go do that stuff together uh, to keep our grades up and then we'd go to the field after, like, that was an everyday thing, like, uh, when we were actually in school. Then even now, when corona started, uh, we'd just hit the field, even though we were supposed to stay home, we'd go hit the field. Just us, though, like, to keep any type of spread, but mm-hmm. just always being there, um, having my back. And, like, building, like, more than a friendship with just on the field, like, we have it outside of the field. 
And we always have each other's backs, no matter how much we argue or whatever. So shout out to them. Shout out to pretty much any coach that I've had that's believed in me, um, specifically right now. Uh, Greg Thomas, um, the one who trained me when I first came out here, and John Marine, that was the sevens team I played for when I came out here. Uh, they're called Team Full Gorilla. Yeah. Good 7-on-7 team. Yeah. They just won a tournament in Kansas City, I think. Yeah, they did. Uh, they actually follow us. A lot of their players, you know, we've done breakdowns on and we've interviewed, and so we we're very familiar with uh, that squad over there. So that's good to hear that you were able to link up with them and do your thing. Yeah, they're great. So, yeah. All right, man. Well, hey, first things first, or I guess not first things first because we're wrapping up here. But lastly, I got to ask you, you know, uh, are you interested in coaching sometime whenever football is all done? Or uh, what are you thinking about that? I know it's a while from now, but would you be interested in becoming a coach? Yes, that's actually something I really wanted to do. Like, if I'm not, like, actually coaching, like, I don't know how much I actually want to do that, but I at least want to train kids, like, yeah. outside their high school programs especially kids that like their high school program like doesn't have like as advanced like coaches at their position like just be right. able to give like different points of view like mental side more of a mental side to the game like other than just their schemes like learn mm-hmm. other schemes um playing at different schools has helped me in different seven on seven teams has helped me with like my ability to play different defensive schemes so yeah. yeah. I don't want to at least train kids at defensive back. All right. I got you. I got you. Well, I think you'd be an excellent coach. I just felt like I wanted to bring that up because there are, you know, there are a lot of players that we've interviewed and, you know, you could tell which ones would be uh, great coaches and whatnot. And I think you'd be one of those. So either way, man, actually, go I'm ahead. Tra- training the younger DBs at my school right now Ooh. Training to get more of a mental side of the game and better footwork, like basically yeah. the stuff that is hard to learn like with no no offense to the db coaches but like they're just not yeah. they know the stuff but there's not enough time like in a certain individual practice like to get all the stuff in so like they're good db coaches at my school but like just extra stuff yeah for like, sure for sure yeah all right well, um, uh, feel free to drop those names and the names of your buddies, too, and we could do some breakdowns and show them some love. I know we have a couple of them right now. I I just don't think we have all of them, but feel free to do that. All right, man? Yep. <clears throat> all right, I'll bet. I'll your DM. Bet. All right. Well, we appreciate all of the support and taking the time out to talk to us, man. We wish you all of the best of luck here. Uh, that'll wrap up this episode of the Playmakers Corner podcast make sure to check us out on all of our social medias that's facebook instagram twitter and tiktok as well for uh all the latest updates and you know breakdowns of players and remember if you want to request a player make sure you leave the name position where they from what school they from and then if possible we'd love if you could leave the link to their film because it definitely (laughs) cuts down the time looking up these guys because we we reaching out to a couple different states nowadays but appreciate y'all rocking film and it was so easy to watch so be like elijah yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) yeah we'll we'll probably do an episode about how how to get your film together because that actually that's becoming more of a problem the more we look at film which you think wouldn't be 
but whatever anyways you know make sure to check all of that out and then if you're on if you're listening to us which you probably are you know go ahead and give us a good rating um on spotify apple Podcasts, all that great stuff and you know uh check out our youtube channel as well we're gonna start posting a lot more videos probably just catch up on breakdowns and stuff from there so that you know we could have some extended uh breakdowns and videos and highlights shown there so yeah but Thanks for rocking with us.